0: Broadcasting live from the lion's den, a series of conversations around a 21st century approach to management and talent. Today's broadcast is made possible by Golden Source Consultants, passionate about changing the way management consulting firms do business for the better. And now, straight from the lion's den, here are today's hosts,
1: Jordan Lofton and Todd Schnick.
2: All right. Good morning and welcome back to The Lion's Den. I'm your host, Todd Schneck, joined as always by my friend and colleague, Jordan Lofton. Hello, my friend. I'm very much looking forward to this special edition of The Lion's Den.
0: I'm really excited about this episode.
2: Yeah, this is going to be an awful lot of fun. We touched on this on on an earlier episode that this was coming. So today is the day we're going to talk to some associates from your program. Going to be really, really, really cool. Before we do that, though, a quick shout out to Golden Source Consultants for making this all possible.
0: Well, thanks. And we're excited to be here because we're very proud of our associate program. And we have talked about millennials in the workforce, but this is an opportunity for some of the GSC millennials to really showcase themselves because they are certainly some standout individuals and have been through a wonderful and challenging year. And we are very proud of both Hannah Poole and Justin Holiday, who have just completed the associate program and are now strategy consultants with GSC.
2: Uh-huh. Well, congratulations, guys.
0: Thank you. So Hannah, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Hannah Poole. I'm from Southern Illinois, born
3: and raised. I went to school in St. Louis, Missouri at Maryville University and uh, graduated with a degree in international business. Great. Justin?
1: My name is Justin Holliday. I'm originally from North Carolina. My background is industrial engineering. I received my bachelor's from Morgan State University, located in Baltimore, Maryland.
2: Outstanding. Well, guys, again, congratulations on graduating from the program. That's very, very exciting. Thank you. Looking forward to sharing some of your insights today. Uh, Hannah, let's lead off with you. So, you've just completed, uh, as we said, the, the associate program. So, what was your favorite part of this process?
3: I think my favorite part was probably all of the team bonding. It was a great year going through the program with Justin, and we had a lot of other team members, but we also had a quarterly team all hands where we got to come together bond do a fun activity and and meet and those were some of the best memories that i have of the year and some of the team training days that we had those were some of the best parts of the associate program for me
1: and justin i would say to piggyback off of what um hannah said the uh greatest memories would have to be the the training we got to spend the most time together. We got to engage with each other. We actually got to learn more about each other. And, and that's when uh the golden rule actually started, which is the team of I, I and uh, Hannah. So yeah, it was really great to have those
2: memories. Yeah. Jordan, interesting that his fondest memory is training. We've talked in other episodes <laughs> about the importance of training. I And We talked, there's a lot of employers who don't take it seriously. I don't think it's that important. And we just heard how important it really is because it was part of the team building process.
0: Well, see, that just goes to show you that it's not just what you're teaching them about the skill sets. It's actually what you're teaching them about their team Mm -hmm. and how they interact with one another. And it's another opportunity to come together. Yep. So, Justin, before you graduated, you were thinking about your first job what were some of the concerns that you had before you entered the workplace? And after you began here at GSC, did you recognize that some of those concerns were valid? Did any of those, did you have new concerns that came up? What was kind of going through your head as you were you were kind of entering into the workforce?
1: I would say the greatest concern that I had was probably a, a normal average concern of, of people of uh, my generation, which is uh, how do we... Apply all of these things that we learn. We have all of this access to a a wealth of information. We are able to pick up things easier. We can Google, which isn't something that's always been around. And so that was kind of um, always one of my major concerns and getting into the workforce, getting the experience, learning uh, some things that I didn't think that I would have the chance to learn and skills that I didn't know I had um, was a great opportunity for me to overcome the challenge. And so I realized that the uh, challenge, while it was valid, it wasn't as great as I thought it was.
2: Hannah? Hmm.
3: I think one of my greatest concerns coming from just a general business background is that my skills weren't specific enough or I I, w- I hadn't learned the right skills for a certain position or specific responsibility. So I think that was the biggest fear that I had that I was kind of going to be thrown and not b- been able to figure something out because I hadn't learned it already. But Coming into the GSC program, a lot of those fears were really relieved through the development program and those training days that we just talked about. So they may have been valid, but through the associate program, they really weren't didn't matter.
2: Well, Jordan, we talked about the fear factor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this perception that millennials are cocky and arrogant and they know everything. But fact is they go into a new work environment with, with anxiety. And again, to reiterate the training model, that that the training program at GSC that solve some of those problems.
0: Well, and when we developed the training program, it was because we had first listened to the interns who had told us some of these very same things. So the question I just asked is one of the questions that we had with those initial interns who helped us develop the associate program. And hopefully what you've just heard is validation that when you listen and you put some of those thoughts to practice, then it actually pays off to the employees who come after them.
2: Yeah, got it. All right. So Hannah, continuing. uh, All right. So now you're in, you've transitioned into the corporate world. What were some of the challenges that you experienced once you were there uh, that you weren't expecting?
3: I don't think I had a lot of unexpected challenges. I think one of the biggest challenges in general, and especially in the consulting industry, is just coming onto a new site and having to immerse yourself into a new culture and a new team and And learning all the ins and outs of a new client side, I think that was probably the biggest challenge for me.
1: (laughs) I would say the ambiguity of it all um, was kind of a lifetime goal for for myself. And entering into the industry, but also entering into my first step in a career was kind of a great opportunity or a a great force for me to face that. And um, I was able to face it, understand it, appreciate it for what it is, and, and actually be able to develop myself and um, develop the organization.
0: And Todd, I'll just kind of piggyback on both of these answers, which are, are great answers, and just say that in particular to our consulting industry, ambiguity and the constant pace of change as we enter into new work environments is something that's probably more specific to our industry. However, what's interesting is that if I were to talk to some of my clients' employees about challenges that they face... As they enter into interactions with other departments or other team members, they're facing similar challenges of how they adapt to different cultures that are kind of microcosms of cultures within an organization.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I suspect that the lessons learned interacting into, a, into your own organization's culture will help you strengthen your those muscles for when you go into a client site. And that's a significant uh, learning of that as well.
0: And that just that flexibility of being able to adjust quickly and on the fly to new challenges, that is something that Hannah and Justin have certainly proven throughout the year that they as millennials have been able to do well, and that that's a skill set that they bring to the table.
2: Absolutely. All right. Hannah and Justin will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Golden Source Consultants is a different kind of management consulting firm. Like their logo, the lion, the firm represents the courage and ability to overcome difficulties. Once and for all, GSC is dedicated to helping clients solve critical challenges, tackling organizational change and business transformation with turnkey solutions and agile project cycles. The lasting value of their work is seen and felt in their clients' ability to sustain improvement and meet business objectives long after the project is complete. Join Golden Source in their fresh approach to problem solving by contacting them at 404-692-5540 or learn more about them online at goldensourceconsultants.com. All right, and we're back with Hannah Poole and Justin Holiday, Strategy Consultants.
0: One of the things that I wanted to ask both of you, Hannah and Justin, Is as I've talked to different clients about the associate program, they have some concerns about working with millennials. But what are some of the things that you wish that you could explain to our clients about working with millennials that would make your job easier and make the project more successful? So, Justin, why don't you start off with that one?
1: I would liken it to the kid that gets a a post-it note attached to them with a series of instructions for their teacher. I kind of think that there's this great expectation that we have all of these different rules and just far out differences uh, in comparison to the normal working force. While we are different, while there are some differences, they're um, no greater than the other differences that exist between baby boomers and and, Gen Xers. uh, Yeah, Gen Xers. So I think if that was something that we could get over before the millennials entered into the workforce, it will provide a, a greater ability for the uh, employers to transition us in and for us to transition ourselves into the, into the team and actually provide great value. Anna, any thoughts?
3: Yeah, I agree with Justin. But I had another example I would go on to say is that millennials, they may be the newbies, in the workforce but we're always up for a challenge and I know for me if you provide me with a problem I'm going to try as hard as I can to fix it although I might not have as much experience or skill as another employee I'm going to try and fix it but I also want to be able to ask questions and have support and advice from my boss or or, or a peer so I don't want to be left alone and that might be a difference between other I'm not exactly sure the differences but as a millennial I want to have support and feel that others support me whenever I am confronted with a project or a challenge.
2: Well, Jordan, that speaks to that appetite for learning and wanting and wanting challenges, wanting exciting problems to solve.
0: And I think you've heard it here. I mean, I think Hannah's example of wanting to come in and to take on something new. That's something that when we talked about just a little bit ago, about, you know, what happens when you have someone who's disengaged and they find it boring. Maybe that's the time to actually make it more challenging to give them something bigger to take on because they do have that appetite.
2: Absolutely. So, Hannah, continuing on, uh, so flipping that around, what are some things that you've seen employers do very well that that excite you?
3: Yeah, I think one of the biggest trends right now are a spike in non-traditional benefits, and those are always exciting. You know, whether it's extra paid time off or rewards programs or discount memberships, whatever it may be, those are always exciting and and great to have. And it's kind of another way to reward your employees for their hard work and, and listening to them and, and what they're interested in for those non traditional benefits will definitely pay off and excite your employee and keep them engaged.
2: I mean, it's not just about a paycheck, right? I mean, I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's about meaning and experience and, and other things that aren't necessarily more pay. Exactly. Yeah. Justin, any thoughts there?
1: Oh, yeah. I would say it's that ability to create a, a blank slate for your team. When I meet you, I'm meeting you for the first time. And so for that moment, I have to forget what I thought I knew yesterday. Um, I have no idea what you're capable of and I have to give you that opportunity. And so there are some employers that care more about that. They're willing to uh, let go of those things that they thought they knew about uh, a millennial generation and embrace some of the things that the great things that come that make us awesome. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and so I feel like it's that ability that makes it uh, very valuable and it actually makes it intriguing to uh, a eager person like myself, where I can look at a company, say that they actually care about giving me a chance and they, they're actually working to give me a chance and, uh, take that opportunity on.
0: So if I were to kind of take a step back for a moment, and we've talked a lot about what's happening right now. But you guys are just at the beginning of your careers. And you know, in the long term, employers are trying to plan for your success, not just now, but in the future. So if I were to have a crystal ball and I were to to look at what was going to happen in the future, can you give me some advice as an employer about how I would be most successful to to engage you and to develop you as a millennial? So Justin, why don't you start off with that one?
1: I would kind of break that down into maybe three generic steps for millennials the first thing would be to throw out everything that you know about millennials <laughs> the story that is often told about millennials isn't told by us so if you try to use that you're going to already start yourself off wrong the second thing would be for you to support us we oftentimes are working in collaborative environments going through school going through different projects in our communities and so we want that to continue that that's very important to us and the The third thing that I would say is don't be afraid to come to us for input. We may be young, but going back to something that I uh, posted earlier, we have a lot of access to information. Um, In our free time, we may pick up things, most random things that could be beneficial to you. So don't be afraid to reach out and and find out what could help you out in the future. Hannah?
3: I think going off of Justin's second point, And especially as GSC, we're in a service industry, so the employees and the people are the most important resource and asset to the company. So always investing in them is a great idea. And I think that will just continue on into the end of time. (laughs) You should always invest in your employee, their well-being, their skills, their knowledge, and helping and supporting them in those ways will, I think, be the best investment.
2: Absolutely. Jordan, I don't think there's any reason anyone needs to listen to the first four episodes because uh, every key thing that we've talked about in those four conversations uh, have have been validated today in this conversation. It's been fascinating.
0: Yeah, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Our team is definitely our best salespeople. So really, they are the brains behind the business.
2: Gee, didn't we talk about that in the first episode <laughs> about the importance of that? So, all right. Well, uh, Hannah and Justin, we're running low on time. So we're going to shift to a lightning round. So what we're going to do is we're going to throw some questions at you, and I'll do my best to alternate so we can get this, keep this interesting. But I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to say a phrase, and I want you to either respond true or false, yes, or no, whatever makes the most sense. And then we'll probably have a little discussion about that. Uh, and this is this is about all these millennial myths we keep hearing about. So you guys ready to go? Oh, yeah. All right, Justin, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you love social media. Yes. Yes. Okay. You prefer to order products online. No. No. okay i have to wait till the end wait till the end all right you want more electronic communication versus face-to-face communication at work just yes
3: no Hmm.
2: all right you want your work to mean something hannah
3: double yes double yes
2: (laughs) extra yes extra yes okay you like to travel yes
3: very much so
2: okay you like to travel for work no
3: have not done it yet, but it does not appeal to me.
2: (laughs) Interesting. Okay. And finally, the most important one, you love GSC. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm Hmm. Hmm. Jordan, comments?
0: So, Justin, I'm going to ask you this one. So, you said you love social media. Yes. So, what is it that you love about social media, and are there parts of social media you don't like?
1: I love social media for reasons beyond myself. I'm very different from the average millennial. I don't have majority of social media accounts that are are out there. But what I can say is that I do love the effect that it's had on our society and our culture. We're able to reach and tap into various different people, ideas, thoughts. So that's the great side of it. Um, the bad side of it is we're able to reach into <laughs> varying different groups of people and ideas. And not all of those things are great, which can cause friction. Um, but the good thing about friction is we can work through it and, and have a better outcome.
2: All right. So, Tana, I thought you guys did everything by apps. You don't like to order products online? Help me understand that.
3: I like to see it in the store and try it on. And and I guess it's exciting whenever you're in a store and you find something that you weren't expecting or I don't know. It's just I don't like the unknown, especially when ordering big things. I ordered my first piece of furniture online this year, and I was so nervous about it because I was afraid (laughs) it wouldn't turn out. It wasn't going to look right, but... I like to be in a store and find something.
2: See, I order everything online. Maybe it's the first time in my life I've ever been hip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt I like it. it. Any, any comment on that? Because you, you answered the same. Yeah, yeah.
1: I prefer to touch things. I'm very into textures uh, as much as I am um the appearance of a thing. So something could look great and awesome and wonderful in a picture, but then you get it and it's not exactly what you thought it would. Um, would be. Um, so for me, I guess that that moment, if you were to put on a jacket that you thought looked good on the rack and it actually looked as good as you thought it would on you, that's very important to me. And that's something you can't
2: get from an online experience. Well, let me assure you, there was nothing in my closet as cool as that shirt you're wearing. Right now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. So You both kind of said a double yes or an enthusiastic yes to your work meaning something. So give us just a a little bit of insight into what that means to each of you. So Justin, why don't you take that one first?
1: I guess for myself, I would have to look at it from a historical point of view. Some of the, the greatest achievements. We have no idea who made them. We've forgotten about those people. But I'm sure that if it's not a relative of that person, if that person is still alive, it may be them. They felt like they did something. They felt like they contributed to it. So they didn't care if we remembered. They didn't care if we built them a statue. It was just that they felt like they made a mark on society. They felt like they made a mark in history. And for me, that's important. I want to be able to say that I actually did something once I go to sleep forever. Hopefully that's a long ways from now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Justin. And having your work mean something to you is such a great motivator. And times past, whether I was in school or working on a certain project, the ones that I was more passionate about it, I worked harder on it. I worked longer on it. And it's just a great motivator, especially when something means to you.
2: Well, Jordan, I think that's probably one of the most important things we've said in this entire co- series of conversations around millennials is I think this is where most organizations are falling short and why these myths of millennials and they job hop and they move around it's because they're not finding meaning in their work, I suspect.
0: Sadly, I would, I would suspect that that's right. And I honestly think that there are some great companies out there with a great mission that's just really misunderstood by their employees and they're losing great talent because of it. So our last question, you both said that you love GSC. So if our listeners would like to find out more about Golden Source, how can they find out about us?
3: They can head to our website at www.goldensourceconsultants.com.
2: All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We appreciate you hanging out with us in the Lion's Den. On behalf of our guests, Anna Poole, Justin Holiday, and my co-host, Jordan Lofton, I am Todd Schnick. Thanks again for listening to this special edition of the Lion's Den, made possible by Golden Source Consultants.